You're listening to a podcast from BJSM. Thank you for listening to this BJSM podcast. I'm Babette Pluim, Deputy Editor of BJSM. It's a great pleasure to have Hans Toll and Adam Weir from the Netherlands on this call. Hans, welcome. Thank you. And Adam, welcome. Hello, Babette. Hans, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. I did my trainee seven years ago in Amsterdam. And after that, I started uh, the practice in the medical center The Hague, where I switched the research from ankle injuries to uh, tendinopathy. But I want to go to uh, Doha and work together there with the colleagues from Espectel. Well, it will be exciting to go to Doha in uh, Qatar. And Adam? I'm now working here in Holland as a sports medical doctor. I'm originally from England. I now work at the Hague Medical Center. Well, let us first um, focus on the um, October issue of the BTSM. Um, Hans, you guest edited uh, this edition with uh, Ryan Fisser and you wrote a very intriguing editorial. Can you tell us a bit more about this issue? Yeah, thank you very much. In the editorial, I go further into my interest in uh, Aguilas tendinopathy, but we've got more than just Aguilas tendinopathy in the upcoming issue. For example, a very, very good study from Collard and colleagues, and I think they are the first group who have studied uh, the medical cost and non-medical cost at school children. They divided in cost during uh, physical education classes, organized sports, and also laser time injuries. And what we see now that we focus a lot for prevention on sports injuries, and they counted that laser time activities cost the most. So I think they uh, give a good floor for upcoming studies. We've got a very, very uh, good article done by the group of Jill Cook, together with uh, Meliaris, and they show that there is a relationship between the patellar tendon anterior-posterior diameter in normal, diffuse, and focally abnormal tendons, and that um, tendinopathy is a continuum they support the theory that there is a reactive and a degenerative model of tenant pathology. What's very interesting for me, because when we look in the literature, we see a debate on the exact etiology of pain in Achilles tenon, but also in patella tenon. And Hakan Alfredson comes with a new theory with focus on the role of the plantaris tendon, the reflexion and uh, not an uh, tendinous uh, origin, but a paratendinous origin of the pain. I think in the upcoming number of the BGSM, uh, Alfredson is the first in the world who describes such a large number of patients. And the adhesions between the Aguilas tendon and the plantaris tendon may cause the pain by intertendinous traction on the nerve fibers, which is probably a little bit contradictory to the theory of Jill Cook. On the other hand, in the upcoming journal, we've got an excellent paper from Emerson where they still think degeneration plays a central role in tendinopathy. And they take a first step to clarify the potential for blocking the ongoing degenerative process. One of their conclusions is that when we can block substance P, it might be a new target for our treatment. Yeah, I can see that. They're very interesting in various papers. Now I would like to focus on, on Adam, because you're involved in the organization of the 
Congress from the Netherlands Association of Sports Medicine. Tell us first a little bit more about sports medicine in the Netherlands. Yeah, sure thing, Babette. The, the Netherlands Association of Sports Medicine, there's now more than 500 members, and we now have here more than 100 trained and qualified sports medicine doctors. And it was granted specialty status in uh, in the 80s, but uh, as a subspecialty of social medicine, uh, which is a, a little bit of a problem here at present, as we're actually all doing clinical work. Traditionally, that sports medicine doctors were practicing in, in clinics outside of the hospital. But I guess the last 15 years have seen a bit of a shift with more and more moving into hospitals. And there's now more than 30 hospitals with a sports medicine department. And we're growing uh, slowly but surely in numbers with around seven uh, specialists qualifying each year. Yeah, it sounds comparable to the British Association of Sports and Exercise Medicine. I also have a question because I know this is your first year as a member of VSG, as the Netherlands Association of Sports Medicine is called, of their Congress Committee. Why did you decide to become a member of the committee? Uh, for me, it was a nice opportunity. Uh, I've been to all the annual congresses here uh, since the first one seven years ago. And this year we have... Uh, on the 1st and 2nd of, uh, of December, the 7th edition. I've really seen the Congress uh, grow and develop since the first edition uh, where we had a meal and one day of science. It's now uh, developed to a full two-day scientific program. This year we've chosen to hold the Congress at the Efteling, which is the largest theme park in, uh, in Holland. This year we've got lots of uh, free papers with a, with a prize for the best free paper. We have four parallel sessions on healthy individuals, injured individuals, chronically sick individuals, and uh, sport in handicapped individuals. And we've got a couple of keynote speakers confirmed already. Professor Mayusen from the Free University in Brussels, who will be talking to us about overtraining syndrome. And uh, Dr. van den Hogeband, father of the Olympic gold medal uh, winning swimmer from Holland, Peter van den Hogeband and he's the chief of the medical staff for the Dutch Olympic Association. So for me, joining the organizing committee was a great chance to get involved and to help develop the Congress further. And uh, yeah, I'd just like to invite any listeners. But then they have to be like you, uh, because you learn Dutch in a very short time. Or is the Congress in English? <laughs> yeah, I guess you can buy a little guide and read it in the plane on the way over. <laughs> This year we have uh, until now no foreign keynote speakers, so the, the Dutch will be the, the main language of the Congress. If we want to develop it from a, a national Congress to an international Congress, the next step would be to think about changing the, the language. That would be an interesting step. And then the very last question, and either one of you can answer it, but why is the liaison with the BGSM important to the uh, VSG? When we look at our country, we are a very, very small country, and I always uh, see some similarities with our national uh, football team. Uh, we try to be on the top of the world, and, but we never succeed, always second or third place. And I think the same is for research. We have to be very well structured, especially the universities, to uh, increase the uh, research output. And I think the BGSM... Uh, it's very important to share knowledge with our colleagues from Europe, but also from uh, Australia, New Zealand and the USA. 
I would like to thank you both very much for your time and I wish you uh, lots of luck with your future endeavors. Thanks very thank much. You very, very much. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.